Hello, I'm Avery or Hazel or Kylie. You can just pick one. I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And welcome to the From the Closet podcast. Today we are doing a retrospective on Phase 2 of the MCU. So, um, obviously there will be spoilers ahead for all the movies within Phase 2. Um, you will find a link in the description below. Well, you'll pro you'll probably find multiple links or just one link depending on how much space we have. Um... Uh, which will have just, it'll be just watch links or a pay spin link to multiple just watch links, whatever. They'll have all the places you can purchase, rent, or stream each movie in this phase. Uh, our links will be to the US version of the just watch site. However, if you use the just watch app, it will automatically redirect you to your country's version of the site, and you can change the country from the website page itself. Also in the description is a link to our Patreon, where you can vote on future episodes of this show, as well as getting access to episodes early, as well as early access to episodes of our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books. Uh, that show is exclusive to YouTube and Patreon. Also in the description is a link to Anchor.fm, where you can be notified when we release a new episode. And, uh, wait, what? I, I screwed that up bad. Anchor.fm contains links to every platform this podcast is on, and it contains links to our Instagram and Twitter where you can be notified when we release a new episode. There we go. That That's the Yay. correct thing. Me screwing up because I'm dumb. Really? But, Referencing uh, that <laughs> on our podcast? <laughs> yes. No one, it, God damn it, Lily, no one's going to get it, so. I know no one's going to get it. <laughs> Still. But anyway, um, so you've been warned, please get out of here if you'd like to avoid spoilers. I'm going to take a sip of my water, and Lily is going to bring up the schedule because I forgot to. Oh, uh, oh yeah, of course. I knew, of course I knew I was going to bring up the schedule. I knew it all along. <laughs> yep. I, I totally um, forgot that. Yeah, just so um, this episode is being released there. So then tomorrow we have Lilo and Stitch Two. Stitch has the glitch, and for next week, I don't know three movie of the month and Captain America: Civil War. All right, so look forward to those. Free movie of the month will obviously be something. By the way, we are not talking about Marvel television stuff in this episode. I mean, we may mention it, but we're not going to be talking about it in detail. It's not a factor. So yeah, hmm. like I said, get out if you want to avoid spoilers. So, um, I'm going to start by talking about my overall thoughts on this phase as a whole. And I just kind of feel that it lacks direction. Um, whereas Phase 1 was very clearly building up towards the Avengers, there's no build-up to anything here. The uh, Age of Ultron just kind of ha- The Age of Ultron yeah. just kind of happens. And Ant-Man also just kind of happens. We talked about that in our Ant-Man episode, how that movie should have been Phase 1. Yeah, so it almost feels like this movie- is the bridge between... Now, why did I say movie? 
this phase is the in between uh, between phase one and phase three. Right. Um, it's kind of it's more like a resting phase, if I'm being honest. You know, yeah, with all like, the shit that happened in phase one. And when it comes to the wider Infinity Saga, um, oddly, the most important movies are Thor: The Dark World and Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow, um, best and worst movie. Actually, uh, best and second I, best movie. Worst and second best movie, I should say. For real. Although, if you ask the critic, critics, uh, and even Google users, Guardians of the Galaxy is the best one. It, it, it's weird. We'll get into that. But overall, I feel <laughs> like this phase lacks direction. Um, and it's the same problem that phase four will have when we you know, get down to it. Um, phase four suffered a lack of buildup to any, any climax whatsoever. It almost seems, not even, me if I'm wrong, it almost seems like all of the odd, uh, phases, you know, that's where like the meat is. And then the even ones are like, you know, just a nice resting period. You know, we can get a few more heroes to really bring so I can get the new heroes into the meat of the action of the next phase. See, the the weird thing is, phase three introduces a lot more hero characters uh, than huh. this phase does. Like, if I if I had to say, who does this phase introduce? Well, it introduces Falcon, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, but he died. And uh, quick introduce. I guess the. Yeah, I, I guess the Guardians, um, so there's that, uh, but, uh, let's just trim the Guardians down and say three, like, like, let's count the Guardians as one unit, because they're almost always, always a package deal. Avery, so, Avery, this, this face is the best one, because it introduced a fucking tree. No, uh, phase three is going to introduce Spider-Man... Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and I think some others. Oh yeah, there there are definitely some others. I, I'm not going to talk about them because spoilers. But there are some others. So this phase um, teased like two of those people. I want to say yeah, well, uh, Doctor Strange and uh, Black Panther. Yeah, um, Doctor Strange was very much teased in Captain America the Winter Soldier. I mean, literally, a Hydra agent said his real name out loud. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty clear phase. And then um, there's like references to Wakanda in Age of Ultron, which is hinting at Black Panther. So it, it's obvious that that's what's coming up. Uh, Imagine all of those people would just be dead if um, Hydra got their way. Yeah, imagine Doctor Strange never happens if Hydra gets their way. Yeah, it just, uh... Because mm. Doctor Strange is one of the coolest, one of the most unique movies in the MCU. Uh, I'll say that. It's very unique, it's very cool. It's also pretty good. Like Oh, hey, look, um, a giant thing in the sky. Why is it aiming at me? <laughs> yeah. 
But um, anyway, let's uh, let's dig into what the critics thought of each phase overall. And I'm going to be going through these as a top six list because uh, you know there's six movies. So IMDb, we're going to start with them first. Uh, at number six, they have Thor: The Dark World at at a score of six point eight. Uh, at number five, they have Iron Man 3 at a score of 7.1. Tied for third and fourth, they have Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man at a 7.3. Second place is Captain America the Winter Soldier at a 7.8. And first place is Guardians of the Galaxy at an 8.0. I'm sorry, I think a lot of these scores are too low, and I definitely think Captain America is better than Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes has Thor at the bottom uh, with a score of 66. Avengers, uh, followed by Avengers uh, at 76, followed by Iron Man 3 at 79, Ant-Man at 83, Captain America the Winter Soldier at 90, and Guardians of the Galaxy at uh, 92. Metacritic has by far the worst... um, Everyone be loving Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, uh, across all of these uh, top six lists, um, including Google reviews, Thor is the worst, Guardians of the Galaxy is the best. Everything else is a mix. Now, that's not Um, true with my list or with Lily's list. um, Captain America, you know, doing just bench presses on amazing story, um, great characters and all that stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy, talking raccoon go burr. Yeah, for real. That's the the greatest part of the movie, of any movie. (laughs) More movies should have talking raccoons. Yeah. Um, so Metacritic has by far the worst scores on average out of the bunch. Um, they have Thor The Dark World at 44, Iron Man 3 at 62, Ant-Man at 64, Avengers Age of Ultron at 66, Captain America The Winter Soldier at 70, and Guardians of the Galaxy at 76. Some of these scores are deserved. Thor the Dark World at 44, that's fair. But <laughs> Captain America the Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy not even reaching an 8? I don't agree with. Uh, not even reaching 80, I should say. I mean, um, all these other places have different score metrics than, I guess, what we would have. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it balanced. Interesting. Um, yeah. It's interesting comparing um, different scoring sites because they have different views on what deserves what score. I mean, but all of them would be consistent with themselves. Yeah, IMDb uses uh, IMDb uses a 10 point like out of 10 uh, with a single decimal percent. Um Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, and Google all use a percentage out of 100. So, um, and what do you know? Google's the next one. Um, 
Ooh. With Thor at the bottom at 81%, followed by Avengers Age of Ultron at 84 followed by Captain America the Winter Soldier at 85 followed by a tie between Iron Man 3 and Ant-Man at 87 with Guardians of the Galaxy at number 1 with 88. Interesting that they are all in the 80s. I mean, the Gar- um, why well, I was about to say Guardians of the Galaxy. Google scores are very um, interesting. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, they sure are. They, they sure are very interesting. Because, like I've said, it's rare for people to go out of their way to go and dislike something, even if it's bad. I mean, Unless I you are re- rem- um, the last airbender. <laughs> I mean, even that, let me let me just search that up again. Because, like, even that it wasn't was like somewhere as in the low. 40s. Yeah, like, even that wasn't as low as I expected that it should be. Uh, the last airbender Perhaps has you're a You're wanting score. it to be in the negatives. Yeah. Avatar on Google U- from Google users has a score of 48. That means that 52% of people clicked the like button. Yikes. Which is just cringe. I mean, there are YouTube... There are actual YouTube videos, professionally made YouTube videos at that, talking about why Avatar the Last... while The Last Airbender is the worst movie ever made. And it, like, the movie is used as an example in film classes to show what not to do. If you defend this movie, you are certified cringe. (laughs) For real. But, um, let's talk about our ratings for each movie in, like, a format... So, Lily's ratings, um, going from worst to best, are... Lily's ratings, going from worst to best, are Thor the Dark World at 6.8, Iron Man 3 at 7.1, Ant-Man at 7.8, Avengers Age of Ultron at 8.1, Guardians of the Galaxy at 8.8, and Captain America the Winter Soldier at 8.9. Mm-hmm. Um, before I say anything, I guess you should get yours out of the way as well. Yeah, might as well. Alright, so my ratings, I gave Thor The Dark World a 4.9, Iron Man 3 a 6.8, Avengers Age of Ultron a 7.4, Ant-Man a 7.8, Guardians of the Galaxy an 8.3, and Captain America The Winter Soldier an 8.9. Hmm. So, um, because I can't help myself, I want to add Thor the Dark World a plus point one. Wow, Lily. God, I'm a Just... I'm an actual child. Um, but yeah. for my actual one, I think I would just love to have um, Avengers Age of Ultron just... You know what? As a price uh, gouging um, for 0.5, just just get 0.5 off of there. Yeah, and I think that would put our lists at the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, 
I think the placement of all the movies on my list is um, I, I I'm gonna keep that consistent. Like I don't think any of them are changing places. However, I do think Captain America: The Winter Soldier is, might be a little better than I gave it credit for in our actual episode. So I'm bumping it up to a 9.0. I am not changing anything besides that, especially um, the Guardians of the Galaxy being uncomfortably close to the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I mean, that's uh. It, it, it's something, but this it's, it's this phase preference. This phase feels weird overall. Um, I, huh. I like it. Obviously, it starts off really rocky with Iron Man three and Thor: The Dark World just being not great movies. They disappointed fans, and then we have one of the best MCU films ever made in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and then. A standout hit that nobody expected in Guardians of the Galaxy, followed by the worst Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, followed I mean, by there's only eight or so. Followed by Ant Man, which should have been a bad movie, but was unexpectedly good, despite all of its like troubled production. That was so it, just a weird movie um just how did it get to this moment you know yeah i also feel like it had probably the strongest um explanation for why they don't call in the avengers it's because hank doesn't trust them whereas like with with um which, uh, with Captain America the Winter Soldier, they why not just call in Hulk to have him destroy the helicarriers? That just seems like mm -hmm. a reasonable thing to do. And um, it doesn't happen. Um, actually, I know he said we we're not talking about the um, TV shows, but there is something I do want to mention. See, we see um, in Ant-Man, um, he does not trust the Starks, and specifically his experience with Howard Stark. Correct. And I think that's just, um, like, the meaning of that is so much more after watching Agent Carter and seeing more of Howard Stark. Yeah, and we're going to explore more of Howard Stark, because uh, we still have, like, Agent Carter Season 2 to tackle. At least I hope Howard oh. Stark is in that. Um, oh, God, yeah. I mean, he can't die. Uh, Tony hasn't been born yet. Yeah, I mean, besides that, we learn about his death in the very next movie that we are supposed to cover. Um, so, I mean, that's its own thing, too. In fact, there's a Howard number Stark. of characters' deaths that we learn about in that movie. Oh, really? Oh, I love that. Um, Howard Stark is a very interesting character, and I kind of like him for that. Just unapologetically um, a madman, basically. He's not evil, yeah. but his motives are never pure in the slightest. <laughs> he's not evil, but he's an asshole. Yeah. 
And while he can do some things that are right, it's his, um, you know, he's a narcissist. Um, and my God, does him and especially whoever act, um, like does all of his acting, um, like they portray that really well. The thing is about Howard Stark's actor is that it's changed like three times, I think. And um, I can never keep up with I it. Almost like they keep the personality very consistent of who Howard Stark is as a person. Yeah. And um, something that I, I guess should be said, like, while you don't really need to watch Marvel television to understand the story of what's going on in the mainline MCU content, I do think it's beneficial. Um, certain moments will hit a lot differently for you um, when they play out uh, in the mainline movies. And some of them are going to happen later on, and we will get to them. I'm interested uh, to learn how um, Howard Stark died. <laughs> yeah, it uh, plays into the next movie a lot. No, it's interesting. We had to learn how Howard Stark dies, and then a few recordings later, we get to see Howard Stark again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, it, we have another season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to cover, before well, yeah. we can go we back Agent Carter? after we do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, and I, I imagine you're probably looking forward to that, because I know you were disappointed that we had to stop Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and go over to Agent Carter. I was disappointed at the time. However, I am actually... I'm, I'm actually more interested in Agent Carter Season 2, just to see how that ends. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate that Agent Carter only gets two seasons, but hey. I mean, the other interesting thing, too, is that Phase 2 is where Marvel Television started. And Phase 4 is where, um, like, all the direct to Disney+, Plus, right? Yeah, like... Technically, you could argue okay. Marvel television ended in Phase 3, and that Marvel kind of, like, they started doing something else in Phase 4, and all of it, all of that stuff's Disney Plus exclusive. But yeah, it's, um, it, it's intriguing. does not matter for, um, in, like, the main plots, but the Marvel... Uh, TV shows in Phase 4, those do matter. Yes, they absolutely do. Um, or at the very least, certain specific ones do so far. We'll have to see what other tie-ins come of it. Obviously, Loki is definitely important. Not, hasn't I mean, been important yet, but like you, you just know. <laughs> So far, the only one that's been, like, that, that's had a direct tie-in is WandaVision, and it was the first one, so. Hmm. I guess that makes sense. I'm interested in covering What If. 
what if is going to be fun. We will, we will definitely be tackling that because a lot of the characters that we've seen throughout, um, uh, throughout phase two and throughout, um, uh, throughout Marvel television, the stuff that we've seen so far of it gets like a lot of those characters are in what if, um, so wait, getting to see what Phil, Phil Coulson again. After... Okay, this is complicated to ask, but what if takes place after Loki, right? Technically, the... yes. Because that would be the only way what if can happen. Yeah, um... It's complicated because the multiverse seems to have, like, two different types of universes... Um, some of which are required to only exist, like, after the events of Loki, and some of What If uses that. Hmm. But we're getting okay, way too ahead of ourselves. We can't really say much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is very interested to see what happens after this, you know? Yeah, I, I'm... I'm Honestly, I'm more interested to see what happens with Marvel Television, just because I already know everything that happens with, like, Mainline, um, except for whatever happened at the end of She-Hulk, because I never finished it. Yeah, like, nothing in Mainline MCU movies it is a mystery to you. For me, I'm just like, Whoa, look at this. Oh, what is this? So shiny. But you're like, spend there, done that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like at this point I can probably safely say I've turned you into a Marvel fan. I wouldn't say a fan, but I am interested in, in a lot of the um, plots. Like, um, I mean, at the very least, you have to admit that you... At the very least, you have to admit that you are a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy by now. That is very true. That is, you have been 100% <laughs> correct. And probably Thor <laughs> too, because, man, I'm actually interested to see where Loki goes. Yeah, Loki's story, um, while the mainline Loki's story is done, we have our story of the 2012 Loki, um, who, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a new diverging path, and it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. I'm interested that they would even bring back Loki, you know? But, of course, this Loki is helping bring back um, one of the probably biggest uh, plot uh, points of this movie, uh, the MCU. Yeah, um, but the thing, like, it, it's weird how... Uh, this phase played out overall. Um, the introductions of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are unfortunate. Because, um, like, I always felt that Scarlet Witch was very undervalued in the MCU. Um, they didn't showcase her power all that well. And um, it wasn't until Avengers Endgame where we even saw a small taste of the power she's capable of. And then there was WandaVision, which expanded on it further, and then Doctor Strange, uh, in the Multiverse of Madness, which, um, she might be dead now? Maybe? It's unclear. 
Like, how unclear? Very, very much unclear. Okay. Like, more unclear than Jet's death in Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh. Okay, then. Yeah, it's more vague than that. So... How do you do that, though? <laughs> well, I mean, in the case of Jet's death, you have Toph saying that he's lying when he says he's going to be okay. It's just kind of... You know, it, it, it kind of hints at the fact that he's dead. With this, like... I mean, it, it's kind of one of those cases where it's like, no body, no death. We haven't mm -hmm. seen a body. And we don't really have confirmation, so... Everything's just ambiguous. I'm I mean, really excited Jet's to get to Doctor Strange. So... Sorry, Jet's death was so ambiguous, they made fun of it in the last few episodes. Yeah, they did. Um, I'm really excited to get to Doctor Strange, because he is such an interesting character. I think he's uh, by far I think one he's of the most fun. character. Wow. Uh, I that am joke was so bad, I may... That joke was so bad, I may have to fire Lily, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. I, I, may I may have to get a new co-host. Avery's like, um, so if any of you guys are interested in co-host, um, uh, please send this to this email, um, all of your application stuff. Yeah, uh, send me your resume, and, Which and is also just, um... If you use the, uh, <laughs> email that the podcast is registered on, it's my email. <laughs> if. Well, I also don't think people have access to that email. Um, but we have talked about getting uh, an email dedicated just for the podcast that we would both have access to. Uh, we just haven't done it yet. Hmm. <laughs> Even though we're at over 100 episodes now. Yeah, but it's just like talked about like yesterday to last week. <laughs> yeah, but um, like, I, like I said, um, I think this phase is... Pretty weak overall. Um, and it's kind of hard to decide if this phase is weaker or not than phase four. But I'd, I'd probably have to give it to phase four for being stronger. Simply because it has more content. I mean, it doesn't matter that some of it's subpar. I mean, it's got Spider-Man No Way Home. True. But I will say that um, just because it has more content does not make it better, especially if a lot of content is subpar. Then you just have to go through more content just to get over it, you know? I do think it has more good content than Phase 2 does, because like, it has Spider-Man No Way Home, it has Loki, it has What If, it has Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it has Bond Division... I mean, uh, and Moon Knight, for Christ's sake, uh, and Hawkeye. The weaker parts are stuff like She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. And the yeah. Eternals, which until just now I had forgotten about. <laughs> oh, so that's how forgettable that movie is. Okay. 
Eternals so badly needed to be a series, and it just didn't end up being a series. They made it a movie instead. And it's just like, I don't know, maybe they were trying for Guardians of the Galaxy again, but it didn't land. Failed. You yeah, know, it failed I've always bad. thought about um, how Thor, like the original Thor, you know, tried to introduce a lot of these characters that would be coming back later, but I just still can never remember them. At least Sif comes back in, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that was, um, that was interesting. But a lot of the, a lot of the characters don't even make it to Infinity War, so I don't think it really matters. Like, Garden of the Galaxy introduced a lot of characters really good, mainly because they wanted them to be more main characters than what they introduced in Thor. <laughs> yeah, like... Feindral, Hogan, Vos Volstag, I don't think you're meant to really remember them. Um, they're not major characters at all, not in the slightest. Now, Heimdall, you could argue, is pretty major, but, I mean, he also doesn't make it to Infinity War spoilers. Actually, he does, but he doesn't make it out. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. It doesn't really matter, though, because I cannot for the life of me remember what the character you're talking about is. The guy who sees everything. Oh, is that the door, the realm keeper? Yeah, that guy. He's not really, he's not really a realm keeper. He can just see everything and activate the Bifrost, which technically is destroyed, so now they're using the uh, Tesseract. But even that gets hmm. complicated, so who knows who cares. And then the, Whatever. the rainbow bridge. Rainbow bridges. Yeah, rainbow bridge. Um, looks like a fucking Mario Kart track. Uh, Man, um, this rainbow yeah. road track looking great. <laughs> For real. I mean, it really do be looking like... Uh, the Mario Kart 8 version of 3DS Rainbow Road. God damn, you're actually right. <laughs> wonder, wonder if Nintendo did that intentionally. <laughs> we'll never I know. I doubt it. And like the other interesting thing too is that, um, like Quicksilver, like I, I brought up Quicksilver earlier. It's so disappointing to see him die because, like. Disney and Fox were kind of in a battle over who owns the the rights to Quicksilver, and Disney kind of lost that fight, so Quicksilver had to die. Uh, Wait, that's why Quicksilver had to die? Yeah. And yet somehow Disney got Scarlet Witch. Okay, but then a few years later, Disney just fucking bought Fox. Yeah. It, it's disappointing. Um, but I think the way they showcase Quicksilver's powers in the X-Men universe is a lot cooler than how they show his powers in the MCU. However, the MCU version of Quicksilver is more comic accurate, so... Take it for what you will. 
Eh? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird situation in that front. But yeah, um, I think overall, I think this phase is the weakest out of the four MCU phases that we have so far. Phase one is stronger, even though it had two bad, like, it, it also had two bad movies in a row and a subpar movie. It, no, two bad movies in a row and then followed by two subpar movies. Yikes. It just hurts. Yeah. I mean, because you had Iron Man 1, which was great, and then you had The Incredible Hulk, which was bad, and then you had Iron Man 2, which was bad, and then you have Thor, which was subpar. A lot of people will say it's bad. I disagree. I think it's a it's a decent movie, um, but some people find it boring, hmm. which, you know, whatever, uh, personal taste. Um, and then and you have Captain thought America, the first Avenger, Incredible Hulk. which... Yeah. Um, and then you have Captain America, the first Avenger... Which just, um, it is an Avengers trailer. It, it, it's good. That's all I can really <laughs> say about it. And then you have the Avengers, which is amazing. But this phase, you start with Iron Man 3, which is bad. And then you go to Thor The Dark World, which is arguably the worst MCU movie, period. And then you have, uh... Captain America the Winter Soldier, which is great. Then you have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is great. Then you have Age of Ultron, which is eh. And Wait, you have Ant-Man, which is also the... surprisingly good. Wait, hold on a second. How do you have arguably the best movie next to arguably the worst movie? It It just happens. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Although I disagree with saying that uh, Winter Soldier is the best movie. I still think it's Infinity War, but we haven't gotten there yet. I'm just saying but it's arguably all the best things, movie. You, you can make an argument. Yeah, but with all that being said, though, I think we could probably wrap this one up. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, so I think overall, I like... I, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like this phase is weird, but it has Winter Soldier, so. Weird phase, but Winter Soldier. That that's um <laughs> yeah. that that's the recap. Uh TLDR. Yeah, so um you can join us tomorrow for something and <laughs> I, I I can't remember. Lily said it at the beginning of the podcast. Who cares? Uh, anyway, um, until next time, I've been Avery. That's been Lily. And we will be seeing you.